Welcome to Digital Marketing Intelligence for Shopify, Ask the Experts. Our weekly podcast and video show offers Shopify's ecosystem of brand owners, store developers, app providers, investors, and marketing agencies, insights from case studies and discussions with marketing and e-commerce experts. Grow faster with tips, tricks, and proven strategies and learn what's new in e-commerce digital marketing for 2022 and beyond. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Digital Marketing Intelligence for Shopify Ask the Experts. I'm Marissa Morgan, your show host and business development manager at Engage. On behalf of myself and the entire team at Engage, I want to welcome you to today's podcast. If you have not yet checked out the Engage SMS messaging for Shopify app, before we get into today's podcast, I want to tell you a little bit more about it as we recently launched in May and we are having tremendous success with our app, helping Shopify store owners to reach their customers where they are. And of course, that is on their cell phone. Check out www.ngage, that's N-G-A-G-G-E.com after today's podcast to learn more about the Engage SMS for Shopify app. Our app gives Shopify store owners an opportunity to build their customer lists faster, to engage with customers where they are. And as I mentioned, that is on their cell phone where the open rate for text messages is about 98%. Our app also gives store owners the opportunity and the savings of their time, the opportunity to save time with automation and the ability to personalize campaigns and do things like set up subscription-based programs and really connect with their customers on the products that are the best fit for them. We're going to talk more about SMS messaging and SMS marketing along with email marketing in today's show, but I wanted to give you a quick mention of our app because it is certainly a way to not only add new customer new customers to your you know to your to your brand and to your business, but we all know that retaining customers is a lot less expensive than going out and finding new ones. So the only thing you have to lose if you don't use our app SMS messaging for Shopify is a tremendous amount of business. So make sure you check that out at engage.com. All right, it is time for me to introduce to you today's special guest. His name is Vabor Kapoor, and he's joining us from the San Francisco Bay Area. If you don't know Vabor, you need to. He is the CMO of AdRoll, a company that he will tell us a little bit more about when we get to know him in just a moment. And he's also a self-proclaimed builder at heart. He loves to incubate new categories and build businesses and is passionate about working on big challenges in fast-paced environments. Fun fact about Vabor, well, in the first decade of his business career, Sounds a lot like me. He moved about eight different times, and his work has spread across three different countries in roles such as senior leadership, uh, product management. He's also led teams in strategic product management and commercial opera operations, and has also been a solutions architect and strategic account manager. 
His skill set includes not only building marketing strategies, but crafting product messaging. That's a really big topic in today's digital world. Driving demand generation, cutting customer deals, developing business models, driving product launches, and strategic partnerships. Something we may talk to him more about after today's show. And a fun fact about Vibor. Well, he's a musician, but in his own words, describes himself as a lousy guitarist and a tolerable vocalist. I love how he said confidently that he's a musician, but then used the words lousy and tolerable in the same sentence. Gotta love a sense of humor like that. Vibor, you are so much fun already. Just in our few uh, few moments chatting before today's show, I'm excited to learn more about not only your new role at AdRoll, but what AdRoll can do for e-commerce businesses and how you can teach us today how to find the best customers and really drive the most profitable growth. That's what we're talking about today. So welcome to today's show. Thank you for joining us. Tell us a little bit more about what you're doing at AdRoll. Absolutely. So excited to be here, Marissa. Thanks for having me and appreciate all the introduction. Uh, I am the CMO at AdRoll. AdRoll is a single platform for e-commerce companies where they can place display ads, social media ads, and use email to engage existing customers, but also attract new customers and grow revenue. And as the CMO here, my role spans everything that you can think about in terms of marketing and driving growth. And uh, I've been here for about six months and it's been an amazing and exhilarating run. Well, congratulations on your new role. And I think that we are so excited to have you here on our show today because we I feel like we have a little bit in common. You know, we're talking about today the secret to finding the best customers and how to drive the most profitable growth. And I think one thing that you and I agree on is that an omni-channel approach is a it's basically an, a no-brainer. It's a must-do in today's digital marketing world, especially as so much has changed in the last several years. So I'm excited to hear what you have to, to say about that. But let's take a look at a few of the talking points that you've prepared for today's talk. If you're joining us and you're a Shopify store owner, or maybe you're developing an app that you'd like to market, maybe you have an e-commerce brand and you're and you're not sure how to target the best customers, this is definitely a podcast that you're going to want to listen to. So we'll start off today talking about engaging with customers in a seamless experience across channels and how that's really no longer optional. We'll talk about how it's important to put the customer first, not the channel first. We'll talk about what I already mentioned, that omni-channel marketing approach and how we can see that it increases the engagement rate by three and a half percent. Three and a half percent, no, three and a half times, right? And then we'll also talk about how always, how you need to be always on with optimization of your strategy in channels. And we will talk more about that. Again, I'm the host of the show. Vibor is definitely our guest expert today. And I think that your, you know, your unique career background and all the different skills that you not only bring to your current role, but your past roles certainly make you a guest expert in this niche. So let's talk about this first talking point that you're interested in sharing with us, which is about engaging with customers. What would you like to share with us about 
you know, how that environment has changed and, and how certain things really are no longer optional. They're, they're a must do. Yep, absolutely. And I just did want to call out that we are a Shopify Plus partner. It's great that we have that as a common thread. A lot of our best customers come from Shopify uh, and uh, excited to be here talking about that too. Um, it would be valuable for us to just step back for a minute and see how marketing has changed. And then also talk a little bit about uh, what has changed in our macro environment. Uh, and I think that will help land uh, and appreciate the first point that I had on that slide that you just flashed. Um, marketing has gotten more complex than what it was, particularly over the last 10 to 20 years. Uh, it would be an understatement for me to say, we have so many more channels now that we have to think about as a marketer. Okay. Uh, the complexity of our marketing stack has also increased multifold over the last decade or so. And then on top of that, if you're a marketer, you have to think about attribution and the complexity of attribution that adds another real complexity to what the marketers have to deal today. And then looking at the current macroeconomic environment, uh, the expectation from marketers is that they should be able to deliver higher returns as it comes to every marketing dollar that they're spending. So all in all, marketing has become so much more complex, more mm -hmm. channels, complex stacks, you know, attribution complexity, as well as the challenges of the current environment. Now, let's look at it from another lens, from the lens of the brands uh, and the businesses, specifically in e-commerce. If you look at the growth we've seen in e-commerce since the pandemic, everybody thinks that there's tremendous growth, but I wanna take you back. I wanna take you back to the first three months before the pandemic. So let me ask you a question. Um, between the first three months in the pandemic, January 2020 through March 2020, we saw a tremendous amount of growth in e-commerce, even pre-pandemic. Mm -hmm. uh, we saw growth that was equivalent to X number of years in the prior period. So I'll give you three options to choose from. Ooh, I like a good quiz. Okay. Uh, do you think the growth is equal to the prior two years, the prior five years, or the prior 10 years? I'm going to go middle of the road prior five years. That's a good guess. Uh, the answer based <laughs> on our research is 10 years. No so way. Even in the pre-pandemic period, which is the first three months, we saw as much growth in e-commerce as we had seen in the last decade. Hmm. And what does that mean? That means that from a customer standpoint, there are so many options. There are brands that are wanting for customers' attention. So, uh, so the job of a marketer in an e-commerce company is even harder in a world where e-commerce is seeing tremendous growth and there are more and more banks that are wanting for attention from the customer. Now, layering with all of that, you have to look at how the customer mindset is changing. Customers want to engage with brands at a much deeper level. They want to mm -hmm. understand not just what the product uh, does in terms of you know, functional value, 
but what is their purpose? What do they stand for? And uh, they want to not just understand the purpose, they want to be engaged like the same person across all the channels. Mm. So now looking at the complexity of all this, complex marketing uh, as, as a function with all the things we've seen, more choices and growth in e-commerce and customers wanting to deeply engage with the brands that they love or the brands they may love. It just basically means there is, it's not optional that you engage with brands in a manner that's not streamlined, that's not consistent, and that's not treating the buyer, the shopper as the same person. What does that mean? That means omni-channel marketing is no longer an option. No longer not an option. No longer not an option. Well, it's kind of a play on words. Wait, and did we even write? Let's see, engagement is no longer. Maybe we even, I think what we were saying too, in terms of the, it's like, it's no longer an option. It's a necessity, I think, is what we're trying to say, right? That is totally true. There's two non-words there. So you are right. Yeah. I mean, if you have to engage with brands, you have to be engaging in an omni-channel strategy. That's your only path to identifying new customers as well as building deep relationships with them and driving growth. So omni-channel marketing is, uh, is what, um, you know, I think customer uh, brands need to embrace. Well, and that's something that we've been talking about especially this year. We talked about it last year. So Vibor, last year, our our basic kind of whole podcast, we talked about e-commerce in general, and we talked about digital marketing in general. And this year, especially as all these changes have been happening and happening so quickly, an omni-channel, we have learned, is a necessity, not an option. It's not really a strategy anymore. It is the way to do it. Um, we really have kind of shifted our focus to be a little more niche and a little more specific and and talk with these Shopify owners and people who are on WooCommerce and specific, you know, e-commerce platforms, because the people who are there now and who are having success are the people that have had the omni-channel approach for a lot longer. They've been doing it and now they're fine tuning it, if you will, or they're adjusting or they're adding things like the email marketing and the SMS marketing. Um, So, you know, what's interesting. You mentioned that the three months prior to COVID had a 10, basically a 10 times increase, right? Um, I think about that just from my own perspective, because I feel like as ironic as it is, as the host of the show, I'm someone who kind of was like, no, like I like to go to a store. I like to touch things. I want to buy in person. I was a little bit of the hesitant online shopper for many years. And I would have to agree now that you shared that statistic, probably the six months leading up to the pandemic is when I said, you know, why am I fighting this so hard? If I can get this item in two days on my front doorstep without having to go to a store and maybe even have it not be in stock there and then have to go to a different store, like why am I fighting this so hard? So now that you shared that statistic, it's not as surprising to me, even though I guessed five times as much. 
Um, but it's exactly all the more reason that the companies that are successful now have been the early adapters to the omni-channel approach. And now they're just fine tuning it and they're figuring out how to best make that work for their brand, yep. for their story and for their customer. And often omni-channel is um, misinterpreted. It's considered as, oh, I should be present in every channel that's relevant for my audience. Mm. It is not that. It is actually engaging in every channel that is relevant for your audience, assuming that it's the same customer that's going to the different touch points across these multiple channels. If you're not looking at them as a single thread, as a single customer, you really are not doing omni-channel marketing. You're just doing multi-channel marketing, which is you're there in every channel that is there. That's interesting. So what you're saying is it's customer first, not channel first. That's that strategy there. You want to hit the same customer in multiple places instead of just being in all these different places. Absolutely. And this is why, why are we talking about this and why, what kind of impacts and outcomes uh, have e-commerce companies seen? We did some research on this and we leveraged some of the third party research as well. And what we found is that customers that are engaged in omni-channel approaches, they have a higher engagement rate. They have a three and a half times higher engagement rate as has come to engaging with your brand. And it's not just about engagement, it's about how they spend and how they purchase. We also found that customers that are spending, that are engaging with you in four or more channels that tend to spend about 10% more in terms of their shopping cart. So you look at you know, the compounded impact of greater engagement by 3.5 times and greater spend on average when you've engaged them across four plus channels that has a tremendous impact on outcomes. And uh, that's why you need to think mm, customer first, not channel first. That's interesting because one of the things that we have heard as a common threads through many of th thread, excuse me, through many of our shows this year is the importance of storytelling and the importance of creating a story that captures your audience, makes your audience feel like they're part of your brand, you know, um, creating this loyalty program or making customers feel like they're being heard. And I think what you just shared makes so much sense because if the same customer is being touched on multiple channels, let's say, like you said, four channels, I feel like the customer is feeling like you are their friend. They are feeling like they're part of your community because everywhere they go, you are, if that makes sense. Yes. So they continue to see your story. They continue to hear your story. They continue to, you know, see a product that works well for them and they continue to see other people and just, they feel like they're a part of it, not just you're trying to advertise to them everywhere they go. Absolutely. One of the things I'd love to share as well is that we've seen the best companies that do omni-channel ride, they make sure that their message and their creative elements have consistency across every channel that they're engaging in. So I have my personal five takes on how to do omni-channel ride, but that's absolutely one of them. 
I jumped a little bit in terms of sharing that video, but it was so, uh, so relevant based on the question that you just asked me. Uh, one of the other things we've seen, Marissa, is that omnichannel, we, we understand omnichannel's importance, we understand the impact, but what we also recognize is that doing omnichannel is hard. It's hard because if you see the growth of the different channels that have come, everything from, you know, the billboard and I'm based in the Bay Area, so we have Highway 101, everything from the offline billboard that I see there and the message and the creative that I have there to, uh, to any of the other channels, whether it's Facebook or paid search or SMS or email, you need to have consistent messaging and creative elements. Mm -hmm. All of these channels, though, were developed one at a time. So the platforms are built one in, a, in you know, a single channel way. So if you really have to do good omni-channel marketing, it puts even more pressure on a marketer to really understand how do I do it because the, uh, the growth of marketing channels happens one after the other rather than, you know, having a common a common platform to do omnichannel. Mm -hmm. So thinking about how to collect your data and organize your shopper data, uh, understanding your audience and segments, mapping the user journeys, uh, and then making sure that your creative elements are consistent across the shopping uh, journey are super critical and they and that's where I would say if I was embarking on an omni-channel effort for my business, I would start there. Collect your data, understand your audience segments, map the user journeys, and then say, how do I consistently bring the same creative elements across all of these channels? Um, and then goes without saying, you have to uh, consistently optimize. That's an always on, and we'll talk a little bit more about it. Um, just because I love questions. I have one more question for you. This is based on the research. I like this. Again. I like this is very interactive. I really enjoy this. But wait, before you before you ask me the question, can you just you just ran through and it's because you're the expert. You just ran through the list of the things again. Can you can you just repeat what you said again in terms of the A, B, C, D, E, F of you know? Yep. Yeah. If I, yeah, if I were to say like the five ways for you to go build an omni-channel strategy. Yes. So first, I would say is collection and organizing your data. This is very right close. Collect and organize your data first. Okay, that makes Correct. sense. That makes sense. Yep, and it's tied very closely to the fact that, you know, you have multiple channels and platforms. So you have to first start with bringing the data together so that you can analyze it. So you organize your shopper data. Second... Mm -hmm. Now you need to understand your audience segments. Marketing 101 is who is your audience? Is your which uh, you know which socioeconomic status are they in? What uh, is their age? Which generation do they belong to? What do they care about? And what do I know about them? Do I know about their shopping behavior and attributes, mm -hmm. or they are anonymous, uh, which is that they've just browsed my site on a few pages where, say, there were black shirts that were being, you know, uh, displayed. So understanding and refining your audience segments is, I would say, step two. Mm -hmm. Now, 
you understand your audience, you understand your data and you've organized it, you really do need to spend time to map your user journey, your shopper journey. This is digital experiences 101, but is often missed. And there is lots of revelations that happen in terms of ideal customer paths and journeys when you map your shopper journey out. So that would be step number three. Okay. And then finally, uh, going back to what we teased out earlier, the unification of creativity and message across all the channels and touch points would be one that I would not uh, skip uh, at all as well, because you do want to make sure that you are being consistent across all channels and you don't, uh, you know, you're not, you're again, connecting with the same customer, not as another different customer. And then once you've got those four paths right, uh, where you've figured um, the journey, the data, the audience segmentation, as well as the creative elements, you have to have a surface to understand what your channels are, how they are performing, and then be on an always on mindset to continue to optimize those, uh, those channels. It never stops. Uh, it's why I call it always on. Always on. Now, when you say optimize, some people may be saying, what does he mean by optimize? Because we know, well, I know some people know, you know, there's search engine optimization, you know, SEO, like we often hear optimization in that term. But what exactly do you mean when you say optimization? Great question. When I say optimization, I mean you look at all the channels where you are running your marketing. It could be, of course, display ads, could be social ads, could be email, it could be SMS in the case of Engage. You look at all your channels and mm -hmm. determine what's the right mix of channel mm -hmm. and where are your budgets working the best, which is essentially looking the performance of your campaign across channels. That's what I mean, optimize. And you will learn along the way as you innovate with your product mm -hmm. and as you broaden or narrow your audience, you will see one channel works better versus the other in terms of engagement. Uh, mm -hmm. You'll also see correlations between channels together. We have seen that when you layer in um, ads with email, uh, particularly using recipes like shopping cart abandonment, which I'm sure you had the experience too, which is I add something to the shopping cart and then I get distracted and go and do something else. Uh, if you're pairing that with other forms of messaging, if you're pairing ads with other forms of messaging, you actually see greater success in your shopping cart conversion mm -hmm. and you lower your abandonment rates. Um, that's where I have, I still have a quiz for you. Okay, I'm hopefully, ready. Oh, hopefully that clarifies. Okay. Yeah, Great. no, that, awesome. I'm, glad, I'm glad we went through it again, just because I think our audience in terms of 
experience and understanding, there's quite a, a spread. So I think just anytime I'm like, oh, that sounds like something that we could more deeply just ex explain, I think it's just so good. And I, I actually took notes when you were going through that because I don't know, you went through it so quickly and easily and me, for me, writing it down made me, I don't know, it just, it's so clear. It makes sense. The order in which you shared the step one, step two, step three, step four, and then even just how you explain what optimization means. I don't know. It just made a lot of sense in terms of, there's just a lot out there, right? Right. Like you said, there's so many different platforms. There's so many different ways to advertise. There's so many different ways to be considered omni-channel. Some people still are doing multi-channel, but in terms of when you're sitting down and you're like wanting to look at how a company is doing and wanting to look at how their current plan is, is in effect or what it's doing, I think the way you broke this down into four simple steps and then that last step, um, which is that looking at what channel, it just made a lot of sense. And I think that's going to be very helpful to people especially people who want to start to do some of it themselves and may not be able to bring on a, another company to help them do it. Um, this is what you do night and day. You probably do this in your sleep, uh, ad roll. So uh, I'm excited to share information about ad roll, certainly at the end of the episode for those of you out there thinking, oh, I need help with this. Um, Cause I think that is what you do and what you do best. So thank you for going through that again. And I'm Sorry. ready for my question. I'm ready for my next quiz. That is awesome. So yeah, as we worked with customers that are driving an omni-channel marketing strategy, we did an analysis to determine what's the number of touch points that are needed between discovery and purchase. So you're a shopper, you're going to be needing different touch points before you really decide, you learn about the brand till the time you decide to purchase. So I'm going to give you three different numbers for you to guess. Okay. okay. Make a great guess. I think I'm going to know is, this one. I just feel I feel uh, good about it. Awesome. So is it around 20? Is it around 30? Is it around 60? How many touch points does someone need between discovery and purchase? Okay. I feel like this could be a trick question. So I want to tell you what I would answer, but then I'll still pick one of your answers. I think that the answer depends on the product and the industry. Because if I am shopping for a $30 hair dryer, I feel like I'm not necessarily going to have as many touch points or need as many versus buying a $80,000 pontoon boat. So that would be my answer. However, 20, 30, 60. I'm still going to guess 20 though. I'm going to guess 20. I don't know that I, I don't think I've ever 60 touch, 60 touch pointed something before purchasing. And I, I do a fair amount of consumerism. So I'm going to guess 20. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Actually, that's a great analysis. Um, we, uh, our research, of course, looked at e-commerce products, which are relatively speaking low engagement purchases. Like you're not thinking of, you know, spending, like you said, you know, a pontoon board for thousands of dollars. Uh, so absolutely, the the size of your purchase 
uh, will have a bearing on this. But when we looked at classic e-commerce purchases, and I don't have the statistic in terms of the average shopping cart size, but we found that you need an average of 56 touch points between discovery and purchase. And those touch points could be you know, impressions across multiple channels, like we were mm -hmm. talking about an ad on Instagram, an email that reminds you that you have a shopping cart or maybe a coupon from Engage delivered uh, via SMS, right? Mm -hmm. These are all different touch points that are nudging the buyer through their journey. So 56 average touch points. So and 60, oh my gosh, that's crazy. Yes. yes. And we found that, you know, in e-commerce, we also see benchmarks of what should be the number of people that are adding, uh, you know, uh, items to your shopping cart. What percentage are abandoning your shopping cart? And that's all. Those are also good measures to look at in your optimization strategy. You have to measure that data that we talk about, collect all your data, but seeing the conversion at different stages of the funnel and being able to compare it with industry benchmarks, you will learn a ton uh, where the friction points are and what you need to go work on. 5% uh, people add items to their shopping cart when they come to a website. So you can look at that and say, if you're only seeing 1% people add things to their shopping cart, you're not bringing the right audience or you have friction you're not prompting the user, you're not giving them the right en engagement through a coupon, could be multiple reasons. But understanding those benchmarks and data points, again, very valuable and part of your optimization strategy. This has been so insightful. And I really appreciate how you've walked us through kind of the higher level idea of what we need to be doing um, and why that is based on the growth of e-commerce pre-pandemic and now during the pandemic. And then your mention of obviously putting the customer first, not the channel. I think that's just an interesting thing that uh, I think that we haven't really talked about, but it makes a lot of sense. Like the omni-channel marketing idea we have talked about being where your customer is, we've talked about, but I really like how you honed in on... Um, making sure you're hitting the same customer in those different places. No one's really mentioned that before. And I think that that's a really valid, um, a really valid takeaway that I think uh, might change how some people, you know, start to think about omni-channel marketing. It's not yep. just being everywhere and hitting everybody everywhere. It's about really, like you said, fine tuning your marketing so that you are, being incredibly present where your 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 top customer is present and making them of course feel like they're part of something special and that you know they're part of your community through your storytelling we've heard that before but i like that this is interesting this is very interesting and, and we've seen uh several of our shopping uh of our shopify plus customers see success here um, I have one quick example for you. This is one of my favorite examples. It's a company called Ocart. Called, I'm and sorry, what was it called? Ocart, as an O uh, dash and a K O T. 
Okay. And the moment I describe it, it'll become easy for you to understand what this is. It's basically about durable, portable sleeping arrangements. It's about a cot. Yeah. And it was a company started by a veteran. It's now a woman-owned brand. And they were founded in 1978. And um, they basically provide camping equipment, which is, I mean, I'm thinking about summer here in California. If you're an outdoor professional, if you're an outdoorsy person, you're going to you know, Lake Tahoe or Yosemite and camping there. It's also fire season here in California, which means there could be fire responders that need you know, a comfortable cots to uh, call it a night or even adventure enthusiasts. I have a friend of mine who's climbing uh, Kilimanjaro uh, in a few months. So, so that's their product. They have cots, but they really were hungry to drive growth. And with not a lot of marketing budget or expertise, they, uh, they came and partnered with us at Adrol and the shopping cart abandonment automation that I was talking about where you're able to find multiple touch points with customers. Um, they leveraged that uh, and uh, they were able to significantly bring down their cost per acquisition, which marketers care a lot about. And they drove their return on ad spend um, to, to be 26x, so a significant impact. And mm -hmm. the most beautiful part though is that the business got so much recognition. Uh, they actually uh, were featured on uh, Made in America and, uh, you know, in, on ABC News, oh, I think awesome. in the summer of, summer of last year. And the customers themselves said, oh, yeah, I know about this product. I had seen it. I kept thinking about it, but I never did place the order. So, you know, these simple strategies in terms of being where the customer are, we have seen success with them, just like OCOT in this case has seen, which um, I'm, I'm glad that the business is thriving, um, it being veteran run and woman owned. Well, I think that that's a great example that leads us to sharing how the audience can connect with you and connect with AdRoll so that if they are looking for help, especially when it comes to reworking and re-strategizing their omni-channel strategy, that is something that you specialize in and something that you can help with. So for those of you who are listening on our podcast, I'm going to put up a couple links onto our video, but I'll share the spelling of all of this for you so that you know exactly how to connect with Vibor and AdRoll now or in the future, especially if you are looking for help to not only, as we shared, right, you know, find your best customers, but be more profitable, but how ideally to take that omni-channel approach and make it be so successful for you. So Vibor is on LinkedIn. And Vibor, I hope it's okay that I share your LinkedIn. You can connect with him and it's so easy to find him. The spelling of his name is V-I-B-H-O-R. So you can do linkedin.com forward slash I-N forward slash V-I-B-H-O-R forward slash. That's super easy. And the spelling of his full name is V-I-B-H-O-R, last name K-A-P-O-O-R. So Babor Kapoor is his full spelling. So you can find him and connect with him on LinkedIn. And as always, leave him a note, let him know you heard him on the Engage podcast. But let's talk about ad roll 
for a moment, www.adroll.com. So that is the company or the CMO of Adroll. Let's talk a little bit about what the audience is going to find when they visit your website, which is really nicely done. I had the chance to visit that before the show. So very nicely done website, very easy to navigate. What can the audience find there? Thanks to the great team that we have there. Yeah, as I said, Adrol is a single platform for e-commerce brands. And uh, we, we, uh, we give you the ability for you to be able to do display ads, to do social media ads, as well as email and help grow your business and acquire customers. So you'd find you know, information about the various capabilities of our platform uh, on our site, as you would expect. Uh, several of them I touched on. Uh, there is actually a great content hub we have on our site too, which gives you tips and tricks and guides in terms of building an omni-channel strategy and some amazing customer success stories. Uh, we, uh, we have a thriving community of marketers that we engage with and we want to continue to build on that. You know, our company is really focused on making omni-channel happen, which is deliver the right message at the right time to the right person through the right channel, but also with the right budget, which is one of the challenges marketers have. Mm. So we look at it across all those five dimensions to make it, uh, to make it right. Um, hopefully that was, uh, that was valuable. That's awesome. Well, Vibor, it's been a pleasure to have you as a guest expert on our episode of Digital Marketing Intelligence for Shopify, sharing, again, how to find your best customers, drive the most profit with the right omni-channel approach, which is indeed omni-channel and not just multi-channel. And again, targeting your customers where they are, but putting the customer first always. I think these are some great takeaways. Is there anything you'd like to share with our audience to wrap up our show today? No, that was great. Thank you so much. We're so excited to be helping marketers do their best work, helping customers you know, engage with the brands that they care okay. about and helping e-commerce companies uh, drive profitable growth. Uh, it was great to be here, Marissa. Thank you. You are a wonderful guest. Thank you so much. Congratulations to your new role at AdRoll. And I look forward to connecting with you more now and into the future. So thank you so much, Vibor. Have a wonderful day. What a wonderful guest with so many different insights, not only into how to better, really better strategize your omni-channel approach, but how to really take what you're doing and kind of dissect it. I like that into four different kind of steps. First, you're collecting, you're organizing your shopper data. Then you're understanding your audience segments. Then you're spending time to map the shopper journey. And then ultimately you're making sure that your creativity and your creatives and your messages are really all in sync across the board, all across the channels. And then you're taking a look at how your channels are performing. And as, as, as Vibor just mentioned, making sure that your budget is fitting um, not only what you're doing, but, you know, is fitting the company itself, your marketing budget. So I think this was really interesting. And I found out some interesting things I didn't know. Did you know that in the first three months prior to the pandemic that e-commerce grew like 10 times as much as like the previous year? Like that's insane. And that you need 56 touch points for even just a moderately priced object before that becomes 
something discovered to something purchased. All very interesting. And if you are in the e-commerce world, if you're a Shopify store owner, AdRoll is somebody you want to connect with, is a, is a company you want to connect with to help you on that journey to grow your customer list and also to, of course, become more profitable. You guys, it has been a pleasure to host today's show. If you enjoyed Vibor's content, be sure to connect with him on LinkedIn, but also be sure to share our podcast with other colleagues in your industry or in your network. That is how our podcast continues to grow and be one of the number one digital marketing podcasts, especially in the Shopify and e-commerce world. So again, it has been a pleasure to host today's show. And of course, a quick reminder, if you've not yet checked out the Engage Digital Marketing uh, SMS marketing for Shopify app, check us out. You can go to engage.com, N-G-A-G-G-E.com, where you can actually give our app a test drive. Put in any mobile phone number, click the purple box that says text me, and you can actually take our app for a test drive. It is the right way to add SMS messaging to your digital marketing strategy. And of course, we were just talking, Vibor and I, before the show, that it's all about ads, emails, SMS messaging. That omni-channel approach can really grow your engagement and really optimize your digital marketing strategy as you continue to grow in 2022 and beyond. On behalf of myself and the entire team at Engage, I want to thank you so much for joining me on today's show. I look forward to seeing you next time. Have a great day, everybody.